98. Do not dispute over doctrine. What is one of the favorite intellectual pastime of Christians? We all know the answer because we've engaged in it ourselves probably more times than we can count, arguing over doctrine. It has been the favorite activity of Christians since 50 A.D., when Paul and Barnabas toured Galatia. Not long after their return, Paul launched a series of vehement and passionate diatribes against those Christian teachers who believed Christians were still in some measure subject to Jewish law. He disagreed with that perspective of what Christianity ought to be. It was a doctrinal dispute within the fledgling church, with men of stature, integrity, and knowledge of Scripture on both sides. Paul framed his occasionally angry arguments, both verbally and in writing. He left us a record of both in his letter of Galatians. The controversy resulted in a break between Paul and Barnabas, and Paul's public rebuke of Peter at Antioch. The doctrinal debate was so intense it dominated the church for twenty years. Remarkably lenient, tolerant, and open-minded in many areas, Paul was a dog with a bone about this Judaizing and circumcision debate. He lost no opportunity to harp on it. Nearly every one of his letters mentions it. More than twenty years after Galatians, and his public criticism of Peter and Barnabas, Paul was still beating the same drum. His letter of Philippians, written from Rome in the early sixties, contains a caustic harangue against those he calls the dogs and evil workers on the other side of this doctrinal divide. Was this perhaps his thorn in the flesh, an argumentative spirit that refused to stop harping on his pet doctrines? Paul simply refused to let the controversy die. Yet it was this same Paul who repeatedly exhorted in his letters not to dispute over doctrine. We are thus faced with one of Scripture's many conundrums, the dichotomy between Paul's words and his example. Over and over he tells us not to quarrel, to avoid dissension and controversy, yet his own example reveals a contentious, argumentative, and arrogant spirit toward any and all who disagreed with him. This is the great black spot on Paul's remarkable career as a Christian communicator. It set dreadful trends in motion in the church which remain with us to this day. We will probably never rid Christendom of its love of disputation, argumentation, and doctrinal controversy. But we can at least rid ourselves of it and stop spreading the cancer in our own little corners of the Christian world. Doing so, however, may require a hard look at Paul's example and the recognition of the damage done because he did not practice what he preached. Paul often told his listeners, imitate me. This is one case where we have to do just the opposite and reject Paul's example. My own practice, whenever I sense the doctrinal tennis ball starting to be hit back and forth in discussion, is simply to shut up. Let others pick up their rackets of opinion as they run onto the court to have their own whack at the ball. I lay mine down and say nothing. I have doctrinal opinions like everyone else, but I choose not to debate them.
I appeal to you, brethren, that all of you agree, and that there be no dissensions among you, but that you be united in the same mind. 1 Corinthians 1.10 The works of the flesh are plain, enmity, strife, dissension, party spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 and 20 A bishop must be above reproach, not quarrelsome. 1 Timothy 3, verses 2 and 3 If anyone teaches otherwise, he has a morbid craving for controversy and for disputes about words which produce dissension and wrangling among men. 1 Timothy 6, verses 3 through 5 Avoid the godless chatter and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. 1 Timothy 6.20 Charge them before the Lord to avoid disputing about words, which does no good. Have nothing to do with stupid, senseless controversies that breed quarrels. 2 Timothy 2 verses 14 and 23 Avoid stupid controversies dissensions, and quarrels over the law, for they are unprofitable and futile. Titus 3.9 From the Commands of the Apostles by Michael Phillips Read by Michael Kimball More information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroflinklings.com Visit Amazon to purchase the Commands of the Apostles and other books by Michael Phillips.